Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Afternoon, Mairead. Uh, weather is turning, I imagine. Well, do you know what? It hardly is, Sean. Oh. It's, yeah, it's blustery enough down here this morning, but there's no cold, or this afternoon, there's no cold there at all. And um, there's a threat of rain, all right, and it might happen and it might not. But, I mean, but have you been looking around at all? Because if you've noticed, all the trees, are, well, the vast majority of them are still green and yeah. still in full leaf. Like, and we're into kind of, you know, the second week of October now nearly at this stage. And um, so, you know, everything has been so mild and so warm all through September and into October. There's been no big storms to blow away all the leaves or blow them off the trees. So the leaves, the trees are still very well covered and there's been no frost or real severe cold to change the colours, you know, to take the green away and leave us with the autumn colours. And I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen kind of that type of weather or no, it's not that type of weather, but I haven't seen you know, the, we, we have um, red oaks here and they literally go red. You know, the, the leaves are fantastic and they're big, long leaves. They're about a foot long and, and serrated all around the edges. And they go the most gorgeous scarlet. And we've also maples and they do the same. And then we have Boston ivy on the house. Now, it's not an ivy in the old fashioned sense in that it leads, it, it, um, it loses all its leaves. But it goes absolutely scarlet and it's only beginning to turn at this stage. Whereas we'd normally have all of them kind of producing their autumn coats sometime in September. There's still no sign of it. And Mm. I mean, that's a sign of the kind of weather we've been having. Yes, it's very strange. Uh, I assume as well, though, that means that that we we have a fodder surplus and is is there any way we can... Now, you know the way like when when there have been shortages and they import it from wherever they can, is there anywhere having a a fodder shortage that we can export it to? Well, well, no, I think, look at um, hay in the shed is worth its weight in gold, silage in the pit, whatever. Hold on to it. We don't know how long the winter is going to last. I mean, you're planning on maybe the 17th Mm. of March. Um, but you've got it could be the 17th of May for all you know with the way the weather is and you know we all know what the problems there and how people are trying to address them but um, yeah the, 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 there's been plenty of time to get all um, fodder made and you know at the moment we're talking about um, a projected surplus for on dry stock farms of 29% so and on dairy farms, 19 percent. And every day that livestock stay out grazing and every day that the grass keeps growing. And by golly, I'll tell you, we left the lawn alone here. And, you know, we've pathways tr- cut through, um, I suppose you call it meadow grass. And we turned our back on it for about two weeks and the grass is just <laughs> jumping out of the ground. Um, but every day that the weather stays like this and every day livestock stay out grazing, I mean, that surplus is actually going to increase because it's going to be, you know, if you're at the other end of the year where you're feeding fodder at this stage, you know, you're looking, hoping you get a short winter. But this year, it really doesn't matter what the winter throws at us. The vast majority of farmers are really well provided for. And it just goes to show, you know, these are, you know, you've got like nearly 30 percent more than what they need. And other years, you know, they're absolutely in dire straits come February. Um, because the weather hasn't been that good all during the summer and they couldn't make enough for for fodder. So it's just like, it's not that farmers are better at it. It's not that they have 
uh, fewer or livestock um, or anything like that. It's just that the weather has been kind. And when the weather is kind and it works with you rather than against you, you can get an awful lot of done and it'll, it'll cost an awful lot less and there'll be an awful lot less upset and worry and stress on farms because they can get simple jobs like having enough fodder in the shed done and done at their ease. Yeah, indeed. Now, the, the, the trade shows are back, or at least some of them. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, it's been great. Look at your, anyone selling produce to Europe or abroad or Far East or anywhere else for that matter. You know, they, they've been reduced to kind of talking on Zoom calls and on phones. And there's nothing wrong with Zoom. And there's nothing wrong, you know, with, with calls or anything like that. And that's the way it had to be done. And, you know, the relationships were there and strong enough to be able to do business. But really and truly, you know, I, I'm a big believer in the face-to-face meeting and, um, and you know, getting to know the person you're selling to or you're dealing with. And so it's great to see that... Um, Borbia is off to Anuga later this month. Now, Anuga is a huge, huge, like it's like the ploughing on steroids in that it's indoors and there are huge trade stands from food companies all over Europe and the world in that, in the, for that matter. And we have 11 food companies going out there with the minister, um, Michael Hendren. And, um, you know, it's it's important because 34% of our food exports are to the EU. Germany is our fifth biggest co- uh, consumer for food and drink. So it's really important that we keep meeting those customers and, you know, we keep, you know, understanding what their needs are and what they want from us and, and planning for the future. Because, you know, they, they're the markets that we have to have now. But Anuga is, if, if people are, are in the food industry or in any part of it or want to know more about it, a trip to Anuga, if you took it as a busman's holiday, is, is an absolute eye-opener. I was there one year now. It it's only happens every two years. Um, I was there one year and it is absolutely amazing place. And, uh, you know, the new trends in food and food production and the stands from the different countries, amazing. And, and and the different companies, for that matter, they really do put on a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. An awful lot to be learned there for the week as well. So, um, Borbia is out there, and there also now there's there's coming there's trade missions or trade fairs rather coming up in France and Spain and Italy and the Netherlands. And Borbia is signalled that they're attending them all. And um, yeah, it's 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 good news to hear now. Yeah, and uh, Sean and Scaries has a question for you. He wants to know what is the difference between fodder and silage. It's like saying uh, flowers and daffodils. It's a variety. <laughs> yeah, so fodder is everything that includes straw, it includes hay, it includes silage, it includes cereal. Well, not so much. It's more like stemmy stuff rather than cereals. But cereals would be part of the fodder. It, it used to include um, things like beet, um, kale, all of those. They're um, types of fodder. So, so, so it's a type of father. That's what it is, and and it was hay. He said, wasn't it? What hay is? Uh, it's uh, uh, father and silage. Well, silage is fermented grass. Mm. Uh, so it's like kind of you know the way you get your um your beetroot and it's fermented. Um, you know the the beetroot you get in the jars, that kind of thing. So it's preserved, and uh, it's it's quite detailed, you know, in how to make it and make it right. 
so that, you know, the animals don't get it too acidic or too dry and that the nutrient and dry matter value is very, very good and very high and can sustain animals and, you know, help them put on weight or to milk and produce milk every day. Right. So uh, but uh, why, why, if you have a load of fodder, why would you need silage or, or, or is it that the silage can last longer? Well, well the silage, the si- no, well, silage is a subset of fodder. So fodder, mm. as I said, encompasses everything that cattle or livestock eat. Um, so you, you, well, you may, they may, people are, may, uh, you know, usually at this time of the year, you know, their behalf, the country would already have all the livestock in and they would be going through the, you know, the, 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 what they had saved for the whole year. Uh, but this year, the vast majority of livestock are out. So that's why we have the surplus. But you weren't to know that, like people start planning the fodder requirement, like they do fodder budgets now, you know. Quasi um, hmm. McCollum, the Minister for Finance, might be doing a, a budget for the, in the next couple of weeks. But fodder budgets, Chagas have done about 650 of them. And that's how they can assess where we are in terms of surplus or non-surplus. And um, the we're we're in surplus situation because livestock are still out they're not gone into the sheds yet yeah and and because the weather was good enough for long enough all through the season that instead of getting 20 bales off of a patch of ground you were able to get 30 bales off that patch of ground and it was really good quality and and the better the quality you know the the better the output and finally uh, tomorrow is plant a tree day yes well it's the spar national tree day and um yeah, yeah, look, at this is the month. You know, what's this they say about planting a tree? The best time to do it was 200 years ago. <laughs> and the next best time to do it is today. Well, certainly, if you have any bit of ground at all, or you can support anywhere where you can plant a tree, do please do it. And and Spar are giving away, I think it's at 1,600 saplings of the wild cherry. It's a native Irish tree, and they're giving it to primary schools all around the country to plant in the school grounds or to plant somewhere. But just, you know, get tr- trees into the ground. Best thing you can possibly do. Um, I know we planted a lot of trees here when we came here. And, um, you know, we, we planted a lot of them far too close together. And they're, they're, you know, they're all on top of each other. But anyway, look, at it's better that they're planted than, than that they're not. Absolutely. And, um, and, to do, and to add to that then, Chagask is doing a whole survey, you know, there's a kind of, um, yeah. how would you call yeah. it? We've run out of time, Mairead. Oh. I tell you, you can tell us about the survey uh, uh, next week. Mairead, thanks a million as ever. Mairead Lavery, there you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to uh, take a break. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.